Brother Dory, thank you, sir. Wonderful singing. Wonderful singing. Someone once said, the song leader can make or break the preacher. But I want to say today, you made it easy for the preacher today. And I appreciate that. Sharita, whatever you're doing, keep feeding it to us. Amen. She, she, she fixed your plate today, didn't she? Oh, yeah. See that? I guess you need to keep on fixing that plate on Sunday. Nah, I'm just messing with you. Uh, we passed out some of the uh, house to house. That's, this is the latest house to house uh, bulletin or track, whatever you want to call it, flyer that we uh, have mailed out into the community. And we set out at different places around the city of Locust Grove. One particular uh, article in here, I'm going to look at a couple of them. I, I thought this really went perfectly with the lesson this morning about stop lying. It said, be careful what you say. So one day a little girl watching her mother do the dishes noticed several strands of white hair on her mother's brunette head. She asked, why are some of your hairs white, mom? She replied, well, every time you do something wrong and make me cry, one of my hairs turned white. The little girl thought about this revelation for a while and then said, Mom, how come all of Grandma's hairs are white? <laughs> Mama must have made Grandma cry awful lot, didn't she? <laughs> you have to be careful what you say. Even... You know, we say it a lot of times, well, I was just saying it and, and kidding and joking. Look, a lie is a lie. Be careful what you say. This evening, we want to talk about something that is very near and dear to me. And I hope and pray, and it should be very near and dear to you. Talking about a subject, talking about an institution that's been under attack for a long, long, long time. Talking about the church. The church. If you turn to the back of that handout, there's an article entitled, What is the Church? It says, what is the church? A practice field for patience and compassion. Amen? Amen. A fellowship against loneliness. Amen? So often you meet people and once you really get to know them, sometimes people will admit and they say, I'm just lonely. I'm just lonely. And I like to point out to them a lot of times, yes, you could be lonely, but there are avenues to eliminate loneliness. Mm -hmm. And you have to be careful to what aspect of loneliness you really feed it into. Mm -hmm. The flesh gets lonely. And the flesh can lead you to detrimental things and curing what you thought it would cure the loneliness, it would just make your life more miserable. But as a Christian, you should always have support. You should always have someone to talk to. You should always be somebody around to help build you up and encourage you. So when you're dealing with loneliness, the church is a place to eliminate loneliness out of your life if you only come and be a part of it. 
but it's not going to be the place if your lonely if the loneliness you're talking about is to fulfill the, the sins and the lusts of the flesh what is the church a resting place a garden where God comes looking for us a bathing for washing get away a reflecting pond I mean a reflecting pool an internship for minister and members it's a kneeling bench a rescue mission where God finds us it's a laboratory of life it's a school instructing those who would fear God it's a hospital for healing souls it's a cafeteria where God feeds us it's a classroom of truth it's a track for walkers in the way of Christ it's a hospitable door a herald of good news joyful hopeful helpful words the church is very important and we need to be mindful of how we conduct ourselves as members of the church Amen. because the church is a place where even though many people are deceived in the thinking we've lost our mind to submitting to a God that we can't see and submitting to a bunch of rules and regulations that to people who are in the world blinded by sin it makes no sense to them we know it's just a matter of time hopefully before their life is taken from them that they're going to realize the world only offer heartache and pain and somewhere down, or somewhere down life road they're going to come searching they're going to come looking for some relief in life they're going to come searching to feel a void that the world can't feel they're going to come searching and looking for some rest that the world does not afford to give. That is why it is so important we make sure we uphold ourselves to the highest standard of being members of the church. At no time do we ever want the church to imitate the world. The world should look at us as the church as being something different something totally different and how we love one another and how we do good unto all men the Bible said do good unto all men but especially those in the household of faith the world should see us and see a difference the world should see a, a, a significant difference in how we forgive whereas out in the world people may not be interested in forgiving the world should see a love that we demonstrate among each other as well as others in a way they've never seen before they should see the love we have for one another to match that same love Jesus showed for us
no restrictions, unconditional. The church has been under attack since its beginning. And scoffers, as Peter outlines, scoffers have been around. Scoffers have uh, condemned believers and tried to mislead people and other false prophets and liars have come along to make merchandise out of people trying to discourage them to leave the church and stop believing only to be made merchandise of of the lies that they teach and tell. I encourage you this evening don't give up on the church. Don't give up on the church. On the front of this handout, it talks about how we outgrown the gospel. Very good article. I encourage you to read this article. Very good article. Because some are led to believe because times change, the word of God should change. No. The word of God is settled in heaven. And the word of God don't need to change to accommodate anybody or anything. Just want to share a couple of points from this article. It said times change. Today's new is tomorrow's old. This morning's breakthrough is this afternoon's castaway. And this year's popular is lost in next year's latest. Clearly, the up-to-date is soon out of date. Truth, however, doesn't change. It reads the same today as yesterday and as it will tomorrow. Amen? It was once for all delivered to the saints. Jude 3. Some feel they have outgrown the ancient gospel. That's what folks want to call the gospel that we preach and hold on to. They say, man, times have changed. That's old news. But let me tell you something about the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that doesn't need an upgrade. Everything that man created and come about, invented or whatever, somewhere along the line, it needs to be upgraded. It needs to be updated. But the gospel don't need the help of any man. It doesn't need any upgrades because you know what? It has the same power it did several thousand years ago. It has the same power. The problem is not that the gospel is ancient and old. The problem is the hearts of men are wicked and cold. Some feel they have outgrown the ancient gospel. Its absolute standard is, to them, obsolete. The concepts of sin and spiritual death are replaced by the exaltation of self and sensuality. The idea of self-denial now to gain heaven later is given a passing thought and then passed on. People truly don't believe that they must deny themselves. People don't want to hear that because all what you hear mostly on the TV and advertisement and everything is go for the gusto. You deserve better. You deserve this. You deserve to drive this. Whether you can afford it or not, you deserve to drive it. And some folks see that even in their spiritual life. Why should I have to go without? 
giving up stuff for the sake of serving a God I can't see that don't make any sense giving to others who talk about me and do me wrong that doesn't add up well to a fool it wouldn't but to one who trusts in God and believes in God it make all the sense in the world children of the postmodern age have grown up they don't need the gospel anymore or do they has man outgrown the gospel it's a good question if you look at the lives of many in the world and sad to say even some in the church think that they have come up with a formula that is better than the gospel has man outgrown the gospel not unless he has found another food for the soul. Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. What is man going to replace the gospel with? What can man create that's going to nurture and nourish the soul the way the word of God does? Has man outgrown the gospel? Not unless he has found another cure for man's most serious and deadly sin or disease. That is sin. Amen. What other cure is available for sin? Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and who are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me for I am meek. And lowly and hard, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It said medical treatments have been around at least since Moses, but nobody's in a hurry to close hospitals and pharmacies. I've never heard of a doctor writing a prescription to say, go get this field to get rid of your sins. Only the gospel has the, has the message and the power to take care of the, these problems that we have. Has man outgrown the gospel? Not unless... He has unearthed another map to heaven. How do you know how to get to heaven? If you, if you drop dead right now, how do you know how to get to heaven? Our hope, our dependency in everything about going to heaven lies in the gospel. Lies in the hope and the belief that Jesus is coming back. Him and his angels to take us. So without the gospel, where would we go? Has man outgrown the gospel? Not unless he's found another weapon, Satan fears. And let me tell you something. There's very little that the devil fears. But I know Satan 
cannot overcome our God. So if I'm going to believe that the gospel is outdated, if I'm going to believe that the gospel serves no more purpose, if I'm going to believe that the church is outdated and we need to look to do other things and go different directions, where are we going? According to what standard? According to what hope? What are we going to believe in if we put away the gospel? I think about over in Job 1 when it said when the sons of man were presenting themselves before God. It said, guess who showed up? Satan. But think about what happened. God challenged the devil to say, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered him? Satan didn't start the challenge. God put the challenge out there. And Satan said, yeah, I've checked him out. But you know what? It's not hard for somebody to love you and do good and, and carry on the way he does. Look at, look at how good you treat him. Look at how well you take care of him. It's not hard for people to speak good of you if they're doing good to you. But my point in this is all summarizing this. Before Satan could do anything to Job, he had to have permission. When Job didn't fail at his trick, the first time, the devil came back. The devil said, let me touch him. I, 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 you, want, you, want to hear, you want to hear him curse? Let me touch him. Well, if Satan is bigger than our God, why did he have to ask? I'm telling you, our God is an awesome God. And there's no power on this earth that can overwhelm him. God told the devil, he said, you can touch him. You can do whatever you want, but you can't kill him. And we are privileged to be members of this body. The church of Christ. The one true church. The one that one day. Jesus the son of God. Is coming back. To deliver unto himself. And present. Unto his father. And I'm saying. It's all worth. Remaining faithful for. Because this world. Is only going to offer you. Heartache and pain. Stand up for the church. You say, well, your thing may not be evangelizing. Your thing may not be all this and that. You can live godly. You can live holy. You can live righteously. Your conversation can be as it becomes the gospel. 
your compassion toward others can be as Jesus was compassionate. Your love for mankind can be as God so loved the world. There's something for all of us to do as members of the church. To defend it, to keep it holy, to keep it pure, to keep it separate from the world. We all have something we can do. Stand up for the church. Be faithful as a member of the church. Encourage others to live up to the criteria and the responsible uh, guidelines of the church. And in closing, I'm going to share this other article right over from this one. It said, why go to church? Is it a waste of time? A church, girl, a church goer wrote a letter to the editor of a newspaper and complained that it made no sense to go to church every Sunday. Sound like folks we hear and talk about and work around, right? I don't have to go to church. The church is in me. Oh, they say it like they are so deep. Like they are so, and the only thing, the only person it makes sense to is them. The writer said, I've gone for 30 years now, he wrote. And in that time I've heard something like 3,000 sermons. But for the life of me, I can't remember a single one of them. So I think I'm wasting my time and preachers are wasting theirs by giving sermons at all. This started a week-long controversy in the column. It went on until someone wrote this clincher. I love this. I've been married for 30 years now. In that time, my wife has cooked 32,000 meals. But for the life of me, I cannot recall the entire menu for a single one of them. But I know this. They all nourished me and gave me the strength I needed to do my work. If my wife had not cooked these meals, I would be physically dead today. Likewise, if I had not gone to church for nourishment, I would be spiritually dead today. Stand up for the church. It's important for you to be here. It's important for you to encourage others to be faithful in their attendance. It's important, folks. It's important. You don't solve problems by staying away from where the help is. Don't feed into when you hear members saying, well, I don't know, I just don't feel like going. I'm just going to let them know they need to be where the saints come together. Ain't nobody out in the world going to be able to pray for you. Hold up the church. Be faithful to it. Because one day, Jesus is coming back. And whether you believe it or not, he's coming back. And the scripture says he's coming back for a church that is without spot 
a blemish. We are the church, folks. We are the church. Jesus ain't coming back for destruction. He's coming back for believers. Encourage others. Times aren't going to get any better. How in the world is your faith going to get strengthened by staying away from where the feeding trough is? You can play all the gospel music you want. Let me tell you, you need the word of God. You need the word of God. You need the fellowship of the saints. You need to be in the communion. You need to be in the company of the Lord. God didn't design this thing for it to fail. Everything else in life can fail. But let me tell you something. The truth is going to stand. And the church is going to be here. Until Jesus come back for it. What did Jesus say? The gates of hell shall not what? Prevail against it. May, it may take some hits. It may take some bumps. It may go through some struggles. But you know what? In the end, we already know who wins. So it would only be foolishness to bail out when you know the church is going to be here in the end. Scripture don't say nothing about Jesus going around looking for anybody. You need to be in the church if you want to be saved. Ain't running over to no denomination. One means one, folks. I, I know that's that's not a popular thing to be preaching, and a lot of preachers won't preach it anymore today. But he still only built one church. Folks can say we're narrow minded. I say praise the Lord. Folks can say we brainwash. I can amen, whatever you want to believe. But I'd rather be washed in the truth than to be led by a lie. One means one. And when you read Ephesians 4, there's an outline of warns. And all of those warns add up to one. And that's where we all need to make sure we remain in the one body. You're here today. I hope and pray the church is as, it's as important to you as it is to me. Man, just think. God could have just left me out there to let me self-destruct and do myself in. He, he didn't have to do anything. I could have done it on my own. He could have left you out there to destroy yourself. Because you know what? It's not a man to have enough sense to direct his own steps. He don't know the path where to go. We need God. But look at the love and the mercy of God. Look at the grace of God. He chose us that we wouldn't go and self-destruct. 
He gave us a chance. And folks, I don't think it's asking too much to live holy and to live right and to live a pure life. To represent His church. Whatever it is you need to get right, get it right. Get it right. God deserves better. He deserves the best. He sacrificed His best. Should we give ours? That we may present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Him. What's our song, the Lord? 605. 605 is our invitation song. Don't take the church lightly. Be thankful. Don't be embarrassed so they folks know you're a member of the church. Because you know what? You ever know the sinners and they're not ashamed to let you know that they serve the devil. They'll curse. They'll drink. They'll fornicate. They'll chase your wife or chase your husband and do everything. And then they'll make a joke about it and laugh about it. And then they're looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Well, we know that's foolishness, what they're doing. But we don't have to worry about it. We should stand up because we know what we believe in is right. Don't be ashamed. Jesus said, if you don't confess me before men here on earth, he said, if you deny me before men, I'm going to deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. He said, but if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. So really, it's up to us. Live up to the standard or be ashamed and don't go to heaven. 605? 605. 605 is our song. Let us together stand and let us sing. Just